Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi. In today's episode, our live chat interview, we have with us the lovely, lovely Miss Newboy Gabriel. She is the one and only, The she's an author, a fashion model, as well as a very important person that we have actually in our previous uh, chat when we were doing the self-made entrepreneurs. She's one of our feature for that uh, specific segment. And I'm so glad to have her back again to be discussing more things and how she has been and the, th the stuff that she's working on currently. She released her uh, very own book, which is called The Fire Within. And, but before we dive in for our new viewers that don't know about you, I just wanted to take a moment to basically introduce, reintroduce yourself to them. No, thank you so much for uh, having me back. We go way back, <laughs> the beginning of things. So uh, it's always good to you know keep in touch and just kind of seeing you grow has been very beautiful. You've been you, you have become your own boss lady, doing a whole bunch of of amazing thing, and just like you know, I'm sure everybody on your wall or anyone who's following you is really um, inspired. Um, like you said, I am a Southeast Canadian. I do the modeling, I do the writing, and I have so many other different projects. But uh, mainly this year, I have been focusing on school, and so I think that should be enough. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. I know she said enough, but that's not the enough work she does. She actually does a lot, a lot of work. Apart from that, uh, how did you and when did you start your so becoming a social entrepreneur? Like when was that whole journey started? I think um, for a very long time, I didn't even know that to be in a social entrepreneur was even a thing. I know that just to be an entrepreneur was just a thing on its own. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, to be to be for longevity purposes it's wise to have several businesses. So I, I always knew as a kid that like, I always wanted to have some type of business one day, mm -hmm. but I always knew that it wasn't just gonna be for profit. I really wanted to have like a social angle. So a very long time, I wasn't really sure that to be a social entrepreneur was the thing. So once I think about around 2014, I realized it was a term and I realized it described me because what I want my businesses to do is that I want them to meet a social need Mm -hmm. and I want to provide different products and services to pop population that are not usually catered to. And so I think that's how I kind of learned about it. Okay. And what are the currently some of the services or things that you cater to within your uh, enterprise? So for now, um, I'm kind of just develop, developing things behind the scenes. And so mm -hmm. we will go public in 2021. Awesome. So Can't wait for it. <laughs> can't wait me too yeah so i think um i just kind of the, there's you know there's different things that i focus on so i think i tend to go to my strength and so like you know the writing um production and so things like like documentaries and books more of those you would expect next year okay. i'm into things like uh personal development and community development so i would have uh, services um uh, that are focused on that and then when I'm ready to go public, people can come to me for different things and we can we can see where we can go from there. So I will definitely be providing uh, services that would help community development and their capacity building. Mm -hmm. And I will definitely provide services that I can, I really want to work with young people, especially from K to 12 in development, you know, mental health, all those fun stuff. So, so for now, I'm just, you know, focusing on university and working behind the scenes with those things I just mentioned. And then when I go public, then I can go detail about exactly what I'm, I'm gonna be offering, but this is just like a preview. 
Fantastic. Those, those are actually great things for us to be looking forward to what you could produce and some of the services that kind of are socially related and people that can come in and benefit from. Thank you for that. Um, I know you do a lot of things with regards to women empowering and I see your post constantly on Facebook. I'm like, yes, woman, yes. <laughs> yeah. So what does empowerment mean to you personally? Um, for me, empowerment is really like, you know, I'm a believer that your external reality reflects your internal world. Mm -hmm. so what is going on inside of you is what's going to be reflected around your surrounding. We're, we're, not, we're not separate from what happens outside of us. We have an influence. In fact, some, most of the time we initiate, whether it be the chaos or the blessing externally. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I, when I think about empowerment in general, it's about empowering the individual to see the power that they have within themselves to kind of create the narratives and the actions that they can, you know, utilize to kind of have the kind of like they want because yeah. in order to, you don't want to separate the person from the ability to manifest kind of like they want. You want to show them that they have that power, they have that ability mm -hmm. by, by, you know, by just, we all have that ability to go within, but I guess what mm -hmm. I do is I just remind you like, hey, you have that ability, you have that superpower, just take the time to, to go within and, and usually once we tap into that power, we tend to know what direction to go because we're listening to our own natural, um, mm -hmm. our own true north in a way, our own compass. We are like the natural one. When we take the time to just like chill and then we just realize that, okay, the power is within. I'm not really looking for others to validate me, but by just being still, you find that people tend to find their direction a lot quicker than if they're, you know, busy, busy. That is that's true. That's true. So, in terms of you being an author and you being also a poet, po do a lot of poetry and a fashion model. So, what complies you to go into that direction? So, what's the the catching thing that kind of like told you that? Oh my God, I can actually be a writer. What was that moment like? Like, what is it? Um, I think for me, when I was in school, I would get positive feedback from my teachers about my writings, especially my essays and my thoughts and how I would speak. And so um, I would say education had a huge role to play in that mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, obviously I did good in the writing department and I was always being told how good I was and things like that. And I had a blog for a few years that no longer is here because I obviously I've moved into like a website now, but I had a blog for a while yeah. and I would talk about different topics and I would do a lot of poetry. And so I think for me being like someone who loves history, who loves writing, it was just kind of natural for me to go that way because that's kind of like the world I already kind of lived in. Yeah. And so it was just like a natural, for fashion, I'm a creative person in general. Like I love creativity. I love colors, <laughs> especially bright, bright neon colors for me. It's like, in the industry, it was like everything I wanted was happening all at once. The colors, the, the runways, the lights. Mm -hmm. And fashion has a lot of writing involved, by the way, because you have to script everything from A to Z. Yeah, so fashion is really like, fashion to me is like a, like a combination of all the beautiful things that I love about life. So I think that's how I, because with fashion, there's really no, there's no age limit. Yeah. In my own head, there's no... There's no limitation with fashion. You can take it any direction you want to take it. And yeah. that and that level of freedom and creativity is what I love about the industry because it's like you're free to think and behave how you want to behave, as long as they respect others clearly. But it's just that type of freedom, that type of creativity, it's, it's such an outlet that if it's used properly, mm -hmm. it can really enrich your life and the lives of others.
Yeah. So actually, me and you go way back with the fashion thing. I remember I witnessed you walking for the 20, 2013 uh, African Fashion Week when you came to Toronto. So what would you say one of your best moments or memorable moments uh, as a fashion model ever since? Yeah. Well, like, you know, I think because I started the whole thing when I was about 16. So I think mm -hmm. I've had so many cool moments that I wouldn't just say one, but I think, I think the process from now, in the, okay, so the process that I've, I've gone through under, under the past decade in this industry has been very beautiful. It has given me many blessings. It has given me mm -hmm. so many talents and so many, um, not giving me talent, but it has enriched my current talents. It has helped me uh, connect with really amazing people. And it has, um, it has unleashed hidden gifts that I didn't think I had. And so I think the process is what I would say is my best part because I'm like, well, like the, the woman that I became mm -hmm. of, the, of the experience within the industry, the good and the bad, I realized, okay, I've, it's just like the whole production to the stage, everything yeah. I learned. I would say fashion is like free business school. That's how I look at it. It is free business school. I agree. Totally, 100%. Because like the lesson that you will learn in the industry it's like you can't match that with like an actual obviously you get a business education if you can you just can't because you, you learn hands-on like everything and it's just like i think that production aspect of things is what makes me really really grateful and helpful because i know that when time comes when i start producing my own stuff in that way like I've been in the industry. I won't be like um, a new person. I'd be like, okay, I've been here before. I know how this goes. So, yeah. you know, has trained me in terms of work ethic and character development and so many, so many things that are, that could sustain you throughout life. Mm -hmm. I have learned in the industry. That's true. That, that I actually agree with you 100% on that note because it's starting as a model myself. I find a lot of times looking back, it was where I actually personally start my personal development and where I kind of gain my confidence and start everything that I'm doing today is because of the people that I met through the fashion industry and how I was able to learn from them firsthand and kind of like how to run a business or how to run a show and things and then continue. So I, I agree with you on that part 100%. Uh, so what would you say, because um, obviously diving into a new industry is always hard, regardless whether it's uh, writing, whether it's uh being a blogger or social entrepreneur, there's always like a gap when you were starting your career. And how did you, how were you able to navigate through it and actually achieve the successes you have today? Um, I think one of the misper misperceptions a lot of people have about the industry is how quick mm -hmm. or how slow things happen. Uh, I think when everybody enters the industry, we have a timeline of when we're supposed to have this and how is it going to feel? Like we have these expectations that mm -hmm. we expect to kind of miraculously, miraculously happen in the, in the fashion world. Mm -hmm. And the reality doesn't work like that. Like it's, it's really like, I, I guess what's going to make someone successful is a combination of luck, hard work, yeah. and where you are. And, 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 what's, and what's hot in season in that time. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, especially in our, in our community, we think if you're just trolling dark skin, voila, you're good to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that simple. Yeah. It's about, are you what the industry need right now? 
So I think with fashion, what I learned is almost like, you know how there's a stock exchange or like Forex and things like that? Yeah. Like the dollar go up and down or the or the, the yuan or the whatever. So one minute you're hot, one minute you're not. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it is with the industry, with the fashion industry. It's like maybe in 2020, um, this type of skin tone, this type of hair texture, and this type of, you know, these issues are in right now. In 2021, we, we will want totally something different. Yeah. But we tend to think, okay, if it worked in 2020, it ought to work in 2021, not knowing you have to evolve with the times. So I think I, with fashion, I learned to be current. Mm -hmm. I learned to be, to be relevant in a way that it makes in, in, in the context that you're in, in the current times. You don't want mm -hmm. to think about 1950 matters in like 2020. Like you have to be here. You, you have to have, and I think sometimes fashion can be used mm -hmm. as, a platform to have the difficult conversations, you know, because right now, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, shirts, pants, um, all, all the things that are in the industry, they're being used to communicate and just seeing how clothes can actually communicate social issues. So, fashion designs are being forced to become ethical about where yeah. they're stuck from and who purchased and things like that. And so, I think it, um, yeah, it gives you a whole lot to work with and you have to be on top of things, you know? Yeah, it definitely is, especially with the whole 2020 and the Black Lives Matter movement, the fashion industry, a lot of designers or CEO, they become very like social conscious about that. So they try to be a part of it and a part of raising the awareness for the anti-racism and whatnot. And I do under agree with you that uh, as a business owner, you are have to stay current, but also you have to be um, understanding that there's social issue that's happening and also take part in supporting those. And I feel like there's some um, companies or brand that are kind of like supporting that as well as, for example, Nike was actually a big one like that, that I noticed for sure. Mm -hmm. So how would you say, as, does the social media lately like play a big part in supporting your business or do you think it's not at the moment, like it's playing a role? Um, I, I, I love social media because, um, I would say it has supported my growth. It has supported my journey, mm -hmm. and it has supported my my small business. And I know, and I know, once I go public with everything next year, it's gonna things are gonna take off because of social media. You know, so mm -hmm. I think we have to remember that it's a huge platform. There's so many people on there, mm -hmm. based on what you present, and based on how you market, and based on how you communicate your brand. And what you what service you provide is what's gonna attract the people that are in need mm -hmm. of content. Like the way I look at myself is okay. This is what I do, this is the values I stand by, and this is what I support. Anyone who's on my wall or anyone who follows what I do, they're there because something I do meets a need in their life. So oh. I I feel like social media gives us that power to be aligned with people and vision that makes them for our lives as well it's speaking of power and the whole social media voices so what advice do you have for our young viewers that are watching that wanted to follow your footsteps or let's say they want to be an author or a social entrepreneur so what would you say some of the advice that you wanted to give them as a take-home message um i would say love the process mm -hmm. it could be painful you could have Times when you're confused, 
but you have to commit to things and follow through no matter how painful they are or when you're on very when you when you're very unsure and also you know when you're ready like the people that you need in your journey will kind of show up so mm -hmm. never worry about who's not there right now or who's doubting once it's done the very same people who doubt it will become believers as a result of you sticking to your vision and also know that nothing is impossible but you have to like write down, have a blueprint of what you're trying to do and have short-term goals, long-term goals and have daily steps that will go towards your um, goal because you don't want to be a dreamer without actually doing something. So I think sometimes we think, okay, we think we want a certain thing, but then the work ethic do not do not match what we claim we want. Mm -hmm. I would say be very, 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 very hardworking no matter how you feel, like work, put in the work and then think about like two, two, 20 years worth of work. Like don't even think, okay, I'm gonna work really hard in 2020, and then 2025, I'm gonna get all of this. No, do the work mm -hmm. and let the success make the noise on its own. Like don't even, don't ever slack and think, okay, I, I made this much progress, I'm doing great, just understand like, you have to have that mindset of like in 20 years, I can, I can reap all the seeds I've sown into it for 20 years. Like my mind, I don't think about like, oh, this year and I, I think about decades. I think in decades, like this is 2020. I'm thinking about where am I gonna be in 10 years? And where am I gonna be in 10 years will be dependent on my monthly, my daily, my weekly, my hourly goals. Yeah. I think that'll give us, that gives you grace and a new way to change and develop in the way that you need to develop. When you give yourself too much constraint like oh i must have this in six months oh i must have this by the end of the year then i feel like you do yourself a disservice because you're a human being you're developing you're evolving what i want now at 26 wasn't the same when i was 16. Mm -hmm. big facts so, so every everything like give yourself room to develop and uh once i finish my degree next year i do plan on working with young people who want to become authors right mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a process to that and for anyone who wants to become an author, I would say, please like read, read, read lots of books, like make it part of your, make, make it part of your life that you are a reader. You don't want to just write and produce when you do not read. It makes sense. How can you cross-reference? How can you defend your thoughts if you don't know the thoughts of other people or if you don't know what, ha what has been done before? Um, so think of yourself as a thought leader and a thought leader doesn't just think and speak for the sake of it, you actually are, you read, you're well informed, you know your history, you know your contemporary history, you know you, you could somewhat predict the future based on the work you've done. So I would just say do the work, you don't want to be mediocre, and let time be your best friend, like let time do the speaking for you, let's not try to become famous in two years, or within whatever, like just be so good at what you do, and be so consistent, that it will speak for itself and people will seek you out because of how good you are. That's true. That's that's a big one. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like the work you speak for itself. That's a huge message to take away home. So um, what I know you mentioned that a lot of uh, if somebody wanted to become an author, they have to read a lot and they kind of have to do their homework and things like that. So what are other support or resources available for those who are thinking about it? Like, do you have any at the top of your head or resources that they can go about? Mm -hmm.
I think with with the with the authorship, I think you just have to be like like not just ebooks alone, like like hard cover books and be a, like take notes and just immerse yourself. And what I want young people to understand is like for me, I love history. Any any historical picture, any 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 country, as long as you have history, we're gonna be good. But not everybody's into my industry. Maybe you love romance, maybe you love um gaming. Maybe you love cooking and baking. Like you don't have to be an author and what someone else has authored. Like you can actually be an author that's tailored to your to your craft or to your or the thing that you believe in. So mm -hmm. if someone, for example, wants to like have a cookbook, okay. Study what other cookbooks look like, study how your cookbook can be better, and how can you monetize based on your cookbook? Do you want to give cooking classes? Do you mm -hmm. want to culinary school like you want to think about okay this is this is the, the central idea that I have how do I monetize it in, in several ways that it makes my life better and I can actually give my customers better services so it's not saying that you have to be you want to be so good at what you do and just focus on that do not worry about what other people are doing if you if you can excel at your gift everything else will be added to you and you can always expand based on that one century because i look at martha stewart didn't she start with like cooking or something yeah <laughs> bets martha has like bedding being sold at costco and i'm like wow so we went from the kitchen to selling bedding yeah. so you become like an, like an enterprise you start with one thing and you do so well at it and you succeed at it and then from there on you have the luxury to expand to different areas that you otherwise wouldn't have that is that's amazing that's amazing yeah so i know also recently you were in the, doing a conference for the uh, the comforting anti-black racism so we want to talk a little bit about what sort of discussions you guys had and then also where can people go in and catch up with this uh, discussion that you guys provided that's a that's a really that's a really good um question i think i think the website is called the city symposium yeah. I think in ontario so I think once you, I think you should get the website and like post it so people. I will post it in a link row after. Yeah. Okay, definitely. that's perfect. You can do that. So we so we're talking about like anti-blackness and its global impact, and also its it um its impact here in Canada because sometimes we think we live in a utopia, nothing happens, but a lot is happening. Mm -hmm. and so I think what I kind of said with my piece is that anti-blackness is a global epidemic like it's everywhere and it's due to it's, and, and there are historical reasons for that it's not because we're innately inferior it's not because we're, in, we're we're like innately subhuman or we're not like we're not we're something is wrong with us but it's a fact that we lost plenty of wars our territories got conquered our wealth is being used by others to invest themselves and our state of regression was systemic it happened over I mean, I can't, I, don't, I can't say years, like thousands and thousands and thousands. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, it's just a timeline. Like, it's so it's so vast. Sometimes we look at our current state of regression and we say, oh, it's just how things always has been. No, it has not. Um, I gave an example of how, like, what is now called Egypt, they fought for 10,000 years to, to defend their border against their neighbors. Mm. And they got conquered. The rest of the continent went along with it. So I think what I kind of did is I kind of just showed that anti-blackness is a, is a process, it's a systemic reality. It's not just out of thin air. People are not just hating black skin because they think black people are evil. It's just, it's a form of justification mm -hmm. for what has 
been done to us. You have to make me subhuman. You have to make me an other. So you don't feel guilty. Nor do you feel accountable for what you've done to me if I'm not of you. So it's a way to create separation between between us and others. So they're not accounted. Yeah. The war crimes and then and all types of crimes that committed towards us. So it's a way to escape our responsibility and accountability. So it, it, it's a process. So I, I, I guess I want black people to know that you are not the problem. You're being used to represent a problem. So you are not give what you are owed. And how you can distend that from the reality of it too, right? Awesome. Yes. I'm going to make sure for those who wanted to catch up with that discussions in the description below so you guys will all find that link later. And um, before we depart, is there any other negative knowledge that you wanted to leave with us this evening? Um, I think I would just say, like, with all of us, just taking the time to know who we are. Like, we are, like, the universe is literally within you. Like, I think sometimes when we talk, it just sounds like la-la talk. Like, oh, my God, this esoteric talk, this cosmo talk. And it's like, that's not what it's about, like, like really everything is inside of you everything like all of us are a manifestation of the galaxy the universe the earth itself like we are part of nature like when we die we decay we don't <laughs> only our bones remain like we literally decay if we decay to the earth what does that say about us we are of this planet we are of these of these elements so if we are then what's preventing us from realizing or manifesting the type the type of lives that we want if we are of this planet if we are if, so it's just saying like okay this color of your skin whatever it is that's going on with you like you are the soil like no matter you go to the UK or Australia or the United States of America every soil that is on the ground that is you that's part of you the air we breathe is part of the air we're breathing like Dinosaur were breathing the same oxygen. Like we didn't get new a new a new supply. It just keeps regenerating itself. Mm -hmm. So imagine that it's almost like be so glad and be so privileged that you came as a human being. You could have been a dandelion seed, just you know, in the wind right now. Like you yeah. could have been made as a plankton. You could have been made as a tree, but life decided it was going to bring you into the human form. So respect that and honor that and like live from a place of worthiness, live from a place of like you're already full. You don't need anything from life. Like you're at, like when we do things, whether when we do things in regards to entrepreneurship, what we're really doing is we're just giving life back what it gave to us. We're saying like, hey, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm my cup over is flowing. Let me get back to society. Let me get back to the world. What you've given me. It's almost we're saying to life, you gave me these gifts, you gave me these talents. Mm -hmm. Let me exploit them in a very healthy way where other people can benefit and where I can benefit because there's so much abundance. So when you sit down and you're stingy, you don't want to do anything for anybody, you don't want to start anything, you don't you don't want to utilize your gifts, it's almost like you're saying to life, I'm ungrateful. Okay. You know, so by just taking that time to know ourselves, we, we're saying to life, um, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be human. Let me be let me be the best human that I possibly can. Amen to that. <laughs> Definitely. So I know you're also on YouTube, and in YouTube you have a very particular discussion. So do you want to share with our viewer what exactly that you some of the stuff that you discuss on YouTube and how where they can find you? Yeah, so my name on YouTube is, is 
it's my it's the same name I have on Facebook and throughout social media. So it's just Nyaboy Gadbel. And so right now on YouTube, I'm focusing on East African history. In particular, currently right now I'm focusing on uh, ancient Egyptian history, and then it, it connects to Sudanese history eventually. So I'm just I just been focusing on that, and I've been making videos in Tokenath, which is newer and English. So just give that bilingual angle. So, mm -hmm. but I just want us to young people and us to join the conversation because if you don't know where you're coming from, you, you won't know where you're going. And we have such amazing, beautiful history with our pyramids, with our with our intellect, with our spirituality. We have so much to we have we offer the world so much that we literally transform the continent. We literally transform our neighbors. Yeah. So why don't we continue the same legacy in, in the 21st century? So I think that's kind of my my thought form at this point is like, we did it before, we can do it again. And so it's almost like a, I want to have like an African Renaissance. That's what <laughs> this, is. <laughs> this is what it is about. I want that to happen. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me do my little part in, you know, realizing that because I wanted to go back to the glory, the wealth, the power, the happiness, the security, and that's not going to happen by accident. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking the time to show you how good we used to have it and how our current state of regression is not our final destination, but it's just part of the process to getting everything we want back. Amazing, amazing work. I actually listened to a few of the videos that you have in there. They were quite interesting. And for me, I know I don't know about so much about the history itself, but it was kind of like enlightening just to kind of have the knowledge of the, all the stuff that you share with us. So continue to uh, sharing those content on YouTube. And um, also I wanted to, and get our viewers to follow you in other social networks. So where where are you at? Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, name it all here. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, so those five things I think. Yeah, I'm already there. So I think I'll I'll give you the links and then you can kind of you know post and, and if you want to awesome. follow that that'll be a really great thing for me and I'm just here to learn with our people. Like I'm just here to say, hey, like, let's just evolve together. Like this is one life. Let's enjoy it. Let's let's expand and let's just have a good time. Amazing. So, I will make sure to add those link in the description below so that people can follow you on your social media and also get to learn about all the stuff that you do as well as the social uh, entrepreneurs world initiatives that you're involved in. And I know you've been a very important advocate for a lot of our women empowering voices. So that's an amazing thing. Continue on doing that. And thank you so much for being a part of our live chat today. I know you were a guest before and it was, it's very enlightening to have you back here. And um, is there any other things that you currently wanted to shout out or for us to stay tuned, kind of get back with you? I would just say to you, thank you so much for always supporting a fellow sister. I support everything you do and I can't wait to go for coffee when I come to the Toronto area. You know, when definitely, I would love to see you again. We can sit down and have you know, just talk the talk next to each other. And also, you know, I will definitely let you guys know when the work comes up next year. And I appreciate the support in advance. And thank you. Continue the great work. This is this is huge. Like, sometimes we don't know the impact, we don't know who's watching, we don't know. Like, we're, we're literally becoming the ancestors that our ancestors need, need us to be in this 21st century. We have to go digital. We have to automate. Mm -hmm. We have to use the technology available to communicate these things because after we are gone on this earth, this, this, this will be your legacy. This is what you're going to leave behind. Like, I was here. I did it. I did it for you. 
this will be the blueprint for those that are unborn and those who are literally toddlers right now. <laughs> age come of age, they'll find Auntie Nisi doing her thing. Like, oh, that, you know? So I would just say continue, continue great work. Thank you, thank you, Yui, so much. I definitely agree. This is going to be our legacy we're leaving behind so that people that are coming after us can actually see the work that we have done and yeah. pay away and things like that. Because I know there is greater people that work their concept before us and then now we're just taking the baton and continue on doing our part and also thank you for doing your part in uh, enlightening our people and also keep being the voice and advocate for all our women and keep posting on facebook i actually like them all the time i was like yes i just keep on <laughs> encouraging that it's, it's a very enlightening topic sometimes thank you Thank you. And until next time, uh, we will love to have you back. So this is like your second home, so feel free to come back again. And have a great weekend. And I hope you guys enjoy this discussion. And I will be posting all her description for her YouTube channel, her Instagram page, and as well as the anti-black racism discussion that she had last week on the conference. I'll also send the link in the description below. So until next time, guys, I will hope you guys all have a great weekend and take care. Thank you. Thank you.